Good morning, 4th of Sunday. <laughs> Good start. It's the 4th February. It's Super Bowl Sunday. This is the big kickoff. Everyone, please rise for the national anthem. Now, to honor America, the Suns ask that you please rise and please remove your hat as we present the singing of our national anthem, performed for you this evening by Athena Kreese. You get the message. My girl. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Super Bowl Sunday. Nothing else really happened yesterday or anything like that in, in sport in Ireland anyway. Nothing noteworthy. I can can't say remember anything. Yeah, no, moving on. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can remember anyway. But yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, Eagles against the Patriots, the old guard against the new guard. Nick, looking forward to it? Looking way forward to it, yeah. Yeah, a long old day for you. Are you going to have a little nap? I will be, yes. Big day for sport in general because there's, uh, I'm sure we'll touch on it, but Spurs and Liverpool today. Oh, yeah. Our eyes met there and I was yeah. like instant mm. wanted to, like, mm. Yeah. We'll yeah, get to that. But yeah, we'll get to that. So I'll balance it out, probably leave here, go take a nap number one, <laughs> get up for the Spurs game, nap two, and then, then carry on. Yeah. Because yeah. you're talking, what, it's half 11 kickoff. <clears throat> you're probably talking at least till half three, four o'clock because it's yeah. always a bit longer because of the halftime show you're yeah, talking probably yeah. an hour break would it be yeah, close at least I'd say yeah probably an hour yeah, and as we hour. mentioned uh, it's the trouser snake himself Timberlake tonight yeah it's, it's very disappointing isn't it I, I mean, presume there's always a guest there's always somebody else comes in on something they're probably yeah they're, no one announced oh no sorry there was uh, rumours swirling yesterday that there's going to be a Prince hologram up there which is maybe in poor taste we'll see I guess see the unfortunate thing as we briefly touched on it it'll be the new stuff and the new stuff so far is not going down well with me anyway I don't care for it but it being the Super Bowl show uh, it might be one new song yeah the, whenever they have an act on there they might throw in the Charles song is definitely yeah, going to be in it that's for sure anyway. they'll have that they'll Prince? have no Timberlake no Timberlake oh Timberlake no but there's rumours of a Prince a hologram Prince hologram up there with him yeah, he, uh, even Prince dead has to be better than Timberlake Absolutely. Well, actually, the body of Prince on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> they'll roll the comment out. <laughs> there has to be more to And no sound. Just, yeah. here's the body of Prince. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. And just roll them off. And they're just going wild. <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet's back comes on and he starts doing the dance. I love it. I'm getting Backstreet Boys on this radio one way or another. Nick, it's a long long fight but Backstreet Boys are eventually going to end up on this t- program at one point he's I don't think there's any shame in that they're yeah. fine no it's grand Backstreet's back yeah our final show <laughs> or, <laughs> or mine <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you my fact about the Backstreet Boys go on shoot 
I have one, but I can... Yeah, I can, I can say you're fine. <laughs> top 10 selling albums of all time. Only one band has two in the top 10, and that is the Backstreet Boys. That's how big they are. In but Ireland, is that or is that In what? the world. Really? You can take that to the bank. Backstreet is back. Oh, everyone has their moment. <laughs> <laughs> Theirs was 1999. Yeah. The Beatles, the Beatles have all eternity. Backstreet Boys had a couple of weeks. I've nowhere to go now. I'm just too annoyed. <laughs> did something happen yesterday? Yes, it did. Ireland. Obviously. Yeah, Ireland's got talent. On <laughs> <laughs> did you watch it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, listen, all you idiots. Yeah, you're idiots. Giving out yards about how bad it is. and how It's Ireland's got talent. It's not going to be as big and as glitzy and as glam. But I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought they did a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Irish as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. They showcased a lot of the good talent on the first show, which I think was important, instead of putting on the kind of attention seekers that every talent show has nowadays. Yeah. And the judges weren't too bad. The only one who I thought looked a bit out of place was actually Louis Welch. He looked yeah. a bit lost. He actually, yeah, he did, didn't he? he? It didn't seem like he was embracing it much. No. Um, but the, the, the I, I'd love to remember her name. I can't remember her name. The lady who's 82. Ah, uh, man. I mean... That was talking that, on the heartstrings, that was. But it was real Irish, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, she was real, like... She came I, out with a real stereotypical dub, full of character, and, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Ah, it's been a long hell day, and I was yeah, like, oh, jeez, yeah. what is she going to come up with? But in fairness, she was stunning. She, she was, had a great yeah, voice, and her husband passed six or seven years, and he always loved to hear her sing, and there was a backstory, but it wasn't a smack you in the face backstory where people are like oh, no, yeah, yeah, and she was nearly you know, embarrassed by just yeah. you know, being there kind yeah, of thing. it was, like, it was ah, a great no. finish to it I have to say a real so. Irish thing of ah, no, I, I, I don't want to be appreciated yeah. here now but just, I just want to sing <laughs> I do have to admit I tuned right out did you? Before, yeah. <laughs> as much as TV3 were hyping that up every yeah. three seconds especially at the rugby that's what I'm saying it was yeah, non-stop yeah. great play from Sexton and uh, Ireland's got talent tonight it's <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can't go anywhere. Oh, just, oh, bloody song. Come on. We, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about afterwards. We can guess. Nick's just uh, interlude. Oh, Gabby, Gabby Logan. Did you hear her? No. Uh, one of our terrible puns that she thought she was being brilliant. She was on the BBC and they were finishing up the, the, their program. And uh, typical guys, you know, the game's over and we still end up all we're talking about sex. Done. Did and then she? it cut out and I was like nah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're going to kick off with Irish and it's a little bit of an American team obviously because I think it's about New York but it's the city of blind and lights with you two You two to start off the morning. Welcome to the big kickoff here in Liffey Sound 96.4. You can catch us on all the usual big kickoff 96.4 gmail.com, the big kickoff one on Twitter and Facebook, and Instagram is work in progress. Too bored with taking pictures. But anyway, Roy wants to start with this clip. Uh, do you want to give us a bit of background on it, or do you just want to? Um, yeah, <laughs> I just seen it last night, and I thought, <laughs> this, is, this is brilliant. This is, uh, just made you laugh? Well, it was a clip from the other day, a phone in from a, a person on, who went in on talk sport and I just thought it was good alright let's leave yeah. it alone and press play I would get I would go as far as getting Dilton to get his two fingers up photocopy it 
send it to him in a letter with a kiss underneath it. Why would he want to shack a fat Mario brother's hand? <laughs> why, why, I don't think the man's a cheat. You know what I mean? It was, it was 30, yeah. Mark, it was 31 years ago, I, I think, and, you know, people have forgiven each other for, for, for more no. than that. Mate, seriously, seriously, 31 years ago, I was getting over the fact that my dad set fire to me Womble. So, <laughs> and I still hold a bit of a grudge about it now. Got, so, you, never, you know what I mean? You've it's never not, forgiven your dad? It's a Womble no, feud. Was no. it Orinoco or Madame Chalet? Orinoco, mate. I had it for years. <laughs> and I said, you're too old for that now. And set fire to it. <laughs> he set fire. You're getting me emotional, Perry. <laughs> Mark, did he, did he set fire to it in front of you? Yeah, he said, you're too, you're too old for it now, son. How a ten. That's like a scene out the Wicker Man. <laughs> was there a, like a funeral pyre? Mate, I will have a counselling until I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> just the vision of his, of his eye falling out of his socket. Well, I, you know what I mean? He's, this uh, isn't I, about Maradona, is it? <laughs> this calls <laughs> this calls about no, the Womble. I'm just sorry, but I just need to, need to share it and get it off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> poor kid. So I, I should have said that they were talking about Maradona and Schilt and getting it off his chest, but and it never went there. Obviously, it wasn't about him. But that was really good. He just needed to talk to somebody. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, there's the Samaritans, but there's also talk sport. Talk sport. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, that's quality. Like you can't beat that. No, you can't. You can't beat that because there's obviously listen. People smile at that whole situation now, but there's still that one or two, and I love it when they get angry about it. Yeah, because it was. The, I was only six at the time, but you, that's something you don't forget. Like that whole handball thing, it was brilliant, and it was yeah. beautiful, and it was against England, which made it even better. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, see, good old stiff upper lip England who don't mess with rules or do any of that kind of crack. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we leave it there. Listen, Ireland, France. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you were obviously in here yesterday for, uh, for, 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 here for between five and six. So so I missed. was keeping an eye on the score, and I walked into the house, and when I had left, Ireland were winning, and when I got home. It was the 82nd minute and they were a point down and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I walked in just as the ball was coming out of the rook. Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And flung back. To go, yeah. yeah. And of course, I'm jumping around the place. Half not knowing what was going on because I was still in the days looking at the score. Yeah. And uh, it did. It took an eternity to get over the bar, didn't it? In fairness, thankfully, it had a dramatic ending because it wasn't the greatest game. No, um, it was a bit boring, really. Probably yeah. conditions, probably as well. France still very much a, a, an experimental team. France in four, three or four games' time will be a tougher opposition. Yeah. We, we literally got them at the right time. Now, I'm not trying to bring down Ireland's performance because Ireland were actually very good. Yeah. Just once or twice, we should have been a bit more old-school Ireland and kick for corners instead of trying to be a bit too fancy in the ball in hand. But they obviously fancy their chances against France because as we said apart from Detroit I was never nervous yeah never nervous during, ne never nervous during the game but Jesus the pace and I always get this wrong I keep going to say Thomas Teddy Teddy Thomas or Thomas uh, great pace yeah. there was a little uh, there was a little uh, corridor he made it and once he got through that it was game over yeah. like the lads couldn't get near him and you were thinking typical Ireland again we've, we've thrown it away 70 minutes in control but it was like it, my, the kick that I found more impressive and I said it to you off air that was the crossfield kick to um, who was it to? Owens was it? Or Earls or Earls that's it yeah because you could see him doing it and straight away I'd say the whole country no yeah, the second it went here yeah, but happened. in fairness halfway over you could see Earls was on his own so you're like right grand it's a nice 10-12 yard kind of a gain and it was that important gain because 
the French wall was very impressive. They weren't letting him get through at all. Yeah. But even still, when he did take the kick, it was probably about 10 yards, 15 yards further away than you would want to. So in them conditions and the rain, to, to make it all that way was seriously impressive. Yeah, it looked, I think he got a bit of wind on his side. It looked Most like, of, but, but, but oh, the man has no fear. Yeah, like exactly. And especially to do that crossfield ball before, he, he was obviously confident. But even Murray, Murray was so relaxed. It was like there was nothing going on around him at times. And there's bodies everywhere. Yeah. And he's just walking real cool, going in, picking the ball up. This is throughout the whole game. It's The lads are very much in a comfort zone at the minute. And Ireland definitely are the team to be in my opinion in relation to the fact that the next three games are home and then obviously against the old enemy potentially winner takes all Patrick's weekend you or in my mind I started immediately thinking then after the excitement of the wins over right uh, Wales got the bonus point yeah England more than likely will get the bonus point so now that will almost immediately week one start coming into play oh, of course now obviously I don't expect the likes of Wales and England potentially to get bonus points against France either that's the only hope. Yeah, I suppose and we'll get it, our it bonus works points. out. We'll, we'll play. We'll, know, we'll get ours back. That's the, that's the hope. Yeah. But obviously, if we win all the games, it doesn't matter. If you win six out of five out of five, it's job done. Well, England are strong enough, I think. Yeah. I think they're actually strong enough to get a bonus point against France. I just have that. It, yeah. I just, they, they, they look the team to beat, no doubt. Uh, but it was interesting with Wales yesterday when they fielded 10 of the Ospreys. Yeah. And I think it was, it was clever from them because they're the only team in form and Wales disappointed yeah. last time round. So, and Scotland play, were... Player, foreign players and, and, and they were... And Scotland were fancying themselves a little bit this year. Not necessarily to win or anything like that, but they really fancied themselves to get two or three victories this year and they're very much on the up and they really fancied... A lot of people fancy Scotland to potentially... Yeah, I said it yesterday. ...be a, 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 an upset in... In, in the whole championship yeah I said it yesterday I, spanked. I, I was looking at Ron O'Gara and the rest of the panel and they had everything to say about Scotland yeah. and not a lot to say about Wales and it, that, that was flipped around and it wasn't until what 60-70 minutes before Scotland got any points last couple of minutes. absolutely hammered it was unbelievable um, but it was a great start first 15 minutes 20 minutes was brilliant now it wasn't even all Wales Scotland were giving it just as much but they just never got an elbow but the first 20 minutes was 100 mile an hour and it was mm. crazy stuff but um just the Welsh got in a bit too easy got the 14 nil up and then that was it they were in control and Scot- of course Scotland didn't look like they were going to do anything though yeah you like know. unless it was a bit of rabbit in the headlights caught cold kind of thing maybe but uh, it was seriously surprising yeah. just how easy it was for, for mm. Wales and the they got the try at the end I felt real bad for him <laughs> yeah. you can't go you can't just get have something right to go yeah. on for the rest yeah. of it because they really did have optimism and a lot of the rugby experts did say Scotland could be that awkward team this year that could get a surprise result to scupper the big boys chances now they'd be all going yeah let's bring them on yeah. so I think that's who we no we've Italy next uh, hopefully they uh in a weird way, you kind of want them to get almost battered and bruised today, get their confidence shot for our game, because England will win more. They will win. Mm. I, I think if Ireland have to worry about Italy, then yeah. they're not in a good place. Correct. But especially being at home as well. Like Italy always have their day at home. They always have that one yeah. game at home, and they'll probably scare. Like Conor O'Shea, I know he bent the rules a bit last year, not contesting the rook, so they were able to be offside and completely threw England off for 60 minutes. Yeah. But they still eventually steamrolled them, yeah, so yeah. they'll do the same again. But it was a phenomenal day, and it was some drama, like absolutely ridiculous drama. And listen, we'll come alive for the next five or six weeks. Will we yeah. go all the way? The next three at home, we go all the way to the England game? You would hope so. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great, though, wouldn't it, Paddy's Day? Then it comes down to that. Jeez, that Sunday morning's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what did you guys think of TV3? Um, I didn't mind it too much. Yeah. A lot of ads. 
Um, a lot of now RTE are a bit similar but the, most of them were kind of RTE guys anyway apart from Matt Williams I don't mind Matt Williams but after a while if he's talking for too long the really slow Australian yeah, accent yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. like oh Matt come on mm. mate just speed it up a little bit but he knows his stuff but uh, Shane Horgan's brilliant I really did enjoy listening to Shane Horgan he was on the pitch O'Gara is very funny obviously um, I can't remember who the other guy was it needs to be shook up anyhow mm. RT Royal Nugent only got the gig of director of sport at RTE oh, but I think it. it was already taken away from him yeah. but I, it was and literally the first thing he had to do and he lost the rights well they had the Friday night they did the under 20s they had the women's yeah. last night as well everything barred the men's at the moment so, the men's, so look why not and if mm. anything RTE had it easy for so long yeah. and probably were able to throw little or no money at it TV3 obviously is starting to build it up again and obviously they have the Champions League they have well half the Champions League um, and you never know yeah, competition's and everything anyway. as we mentioned uh, we'll come back after the ads but with the League of Ireland coming up you never know they could mix it up and start throwing that in hopefully uh, you guys have to remember we uh, don't have to listen to George Hook at halftime now yes extra, <laughs> yes. extra bonus for everybody <laughs> I tell you shut up George <laughs> anyway another dodgy uh, another dodgy impression over but listen we'll come back after the break and yeah I think I'll start with League of Ireland for two seconds when we come back League of Ireland, just want a quick mention, quick nod to Bowls and Rovers, opening game, can't get better than that, two guys hate each other, old, like, Dublin derbies, there's about four or five teams, so there's loads of Dublin derbies, I'm just, mm. sorry people, I'm looking at Nick here to kind of enlighten him, even though he probably knows his few little bits and pieces, but Bowls and Rovers is the ultimate, and it's the opening game of the season for them, and it's already sold out with two weeks to go. So uh, that's impressive for Bowls, because everyone always gives out about the attendance and this, that and the other, but the problem is, it's typical Irish it's only a stand and a half of a stadium that they can actually use so they could the two weeks to go they're already sold out they could easily be getting 10, 12,000 for this game yeah. you know and it just goes to show you how much they need to get their finger out and get this stadium finished get it redeveloped yeah. you know because and there's another the council isn't it they are yeah see basically I was looking shell, at shells uh, and bottles. they're coming in in the next apparently it's be in the next year or two they're going to move down and the council are going to take it do what they did with the Tala Stadium in um, in Tala, Tala. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back um, so it's going to be around 10,000 nice and even four stands around the place yeah, and they're nice getting to Talca Park then exactly yeah. um, but there they are they, they were on Twitter saying yeah it's brilliant this that and the other but it's literally one whole stand for the Bulls fans and then the shed end for the Rovers yeah. that's it there's a few seats left for them but they'll be sold out as well but there's a stand over the other side and behind and they said listen, listen we'll all get in for the next two weeks even just a little section just to build up to say we'll clean and he said no it's the councils now we can't do anything about it and they're not going to do anything about it yeah. so it's just further kind of emphasise they need to hurry up and get this going because the League of Ireland it's as if people want to go yeah, and it's good, a, honest, cheap football. Like where it's fifteen quid in, and it's a lot easier than shipping over to England. And they have, you don't the, have to go they every have week. the room to develop it. So get get the finger out. Exactly. No doubt. No, no matter what. Anyhow, they will have an excellent atmosphere. Mm. The atmosphere would be unbelievable. Yeah, for, like, for uh, I was at the last one where Bowes uh, snuck a one 0 win. It wasn't the greatest game, but I tell you one thing: it was tasty being there. Yeah, because it was proper. Obviously, on a smaller scale, but it was proper. Both sets of ultra fans giving it loads to each other, and at one point, it was like this could get tasty. 
but it didn't um, thankfully because I wasn't in the earmark because there's a couple of kids with us and I was like I didn't want to pick one up and run but uh, but it was great to be at that type of an atmosphere and it's only out the road and anyone that's listening you can do that you know you don't have to get on the trains and go here there or, and bus boats and get over to these games and a lot of what we watch is well, they had that, great they had that little promo didn't Bowles yeah. have a little video mm-hmm. out with the little boy and he yeah. was in the Man United gear and all and yeah. we go and watch the match and he's watching the Man United match on the telly yeah. and then the next thing is we're going to the match in the League of Ireland start and he has his Bowles thing on and he's yeah. going into the stadium and like it is it, they are around your corner but I've said it before League of Ireland teams need to do more to you know oh yeah they can't just sit there and say oh wait, we wait need money and yeah. the FBI need to help us no they need to yeah. do more as well they need to bang their own drum a little bit you, as well you, 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 live around, you live around us you should be here exactly. that's not the way it works get involved in the schools all around Tala like um, maybe Rovers do but that's what they should be doing around Inchicore and whatever yeah. it may be get out there and say here look there's 20 tickets um, we'll see you at the next game there's a new stand going in at Tala isn't there that's right So, yeah, so. but that's going the right way and obviously with the new owners at Dundalk they'll have a nice little ground obviously Cork Brandywell is looking good so yeah. slowly but surely Sligo obviously still have a few quid getting out of Morgan like, so there's a few and the quality in the league get. is improving all the time so. exactly so get out and watch it we'll be banging a drum anyway and we'll be talking about it most weeks so yeah. get out there now, anyway they have, Soccer AM had Noel Gallagher on the other week yeah did you see it? with Noel Gallagher unfortunately no no okay that's good and uh, <laughs> He, re- he joking, reacts, he, laughing, smiling, I'm sure, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he reacts to uh, Paul Merson, who on Gillette Soccer Saturday tried to squeeze in as many Oasis t- song titles in as possible. Now, when he was going to be in the show or just... Yeah, he was asked to do it as a, as a, as a sort of a bet. All right, so, so get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Today, before you appeared with the Gene Evan Co., um, we thought we'd promote the fact you were on Super Sunday, you know, we'd give you a bit of a big up. Uh, yeah, so we asked the magic man Paul Merson, I mean, it was a bit of a shot in the dark, see how, how many Oasis songs he could fit into his six hour shift, um, how many Oasis song titles, sorry. Uh, so the deal was, he couldn't tell anyone. So he couldn't tell Jeff, he couldn't tell any of the panel, only a couple of us knew. And we said to him, each one you get Merce, 50 quid for prostate cancer. We didn't think for a minute he would agree to doing it. How wrong we were. <laughs> Expect him to save them. Except, except yeah, the one which was to the left hand side. You could argue. You know, you'd have put Joe, I would argue the bit. by me, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that would be his World Cup out the window. Mm. And that's a massive gamble. I think West Ham, he could have gone all around the world, anywhere, just to, just to play football. Make a case for it's just sliding away, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> teams apart anymore. Little by little, every time during that game, their confidence was going. They've just got to go. They've just. They just roll with it. It's just, watch it, and then just bang. I've got to deal with the theatre. How, how will they approach it, Merce, do you think? Sit tight? Yeah, I think so. I think some might say, Jeff, that it's not a good time to go and play Liverpool. But I think Liverpool fans would be saying the same about Everton. Mike actually just wants to sell, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, the other people might have a master plan. They might yeah. think, right, you know, we're going to wait. Yeah, he needs to go to Tony and Guy and get that hair going. <laughs> I think this week the owners would have said talk tonight. I think, uh, I think they'll see what this result is tonight, Jeff. They, they can't really get going at the moment, Brighton. They're trying to get their passing up, and a lot of the time it's up in the sky, and that's not good enough at the moment for Brighton. Uh, this Charlie's in trouble. They by three goals to what Charlie is Whatever. in. Charlie is in big, big. No, just foot forward against defence, just don't go away. It's just. Bang, bang, bang. Yes, sir! 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 Yes, sir
Call it yours now? I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Because <laughs> I remember, obviously it wasn't 94 because England weren't at it, but I think it was 98. They had something similar. They had to get in as many song titles whenever. Because you know the way, at night time they'd have a preview show of what's coming up and the England are playing in two days' time. We're going live to Paul Merson in, in, in the hotel. And yeah. It'd be a two or three minute clip. And it was so obvious that after about two or three days, even... Gary Lineker and the boys started to cop on what because Shira wasn't even <laughs> yeah. remotely subtle about it in the end and some of them are way out there and I was trying to get the most elaborate song titles in and it's brilliant when they do it and you can see the look on their face yeah. and they know they're delighted they were betting between themselves I think it was like a couple of hundred quid for every one you get in or whatever but uh, yeah if we'll find that for another day but that, I think it was the 98 one they, yeah, they, they, I, I they did I remember saying that because yeah. some of them are like I heard like, has anyone else noticed this because this is obviously before you could get on Twitter and kind of talk to the world and mm. say anyone else listening to this as well like so uh, nah it's good fun and it, just a quick mention poor old tubes yeah from Soccer AM massive heart 35, the week. 35. yeah and I, as I was saying to you like I mean he's after working hard slimming down but yeah. it obviously does catch up on you so yeah because he yeah. had problems with drink and stuff like that and he's cleaned himself up for the last year year and a half but uh, yeah because there's a picture of him in that now God love me he looked rotten yeah uh, but there's a picture of him so uh, by, all, by all accounts he's making a slow recovery because yeah, well, so. I turned it on yesterday just to see and I couldn't find it on Sky Sports going jeez did they cancel the show yeah. but it was on anyway yeah uh, because it, I have to say, it's making a bit of a comeback again. It's a lot a better now than it has been. For the you last know, Fenner's is brilliant, and yeah. obviously Jimmy Bullard and the, the other guy, I can't think of his name. He's actually a good lad; like he does yeah. the characters pretty well, like and stuff. So, yeah, it's making a bit of a comeback because it was getting stale. Uh, yeah, no, it's brightened up, and it's a bit more. There's a lot more humour in it than there was. Yeah, and it's only an hour and a half. It used to be about three hours long, and it was getting yeah. to that point where they were struggling. Yeah. Now it's in short and sharp, funny, funny bit yeah. of football, and move on. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. You know, do you ever watch any of it at any time? Nope. No, no. To be honest, guy won soccer. Yeah, right, yeah. Ah, it's it's a good fun. It it's, is. It's good. a bit of a laugh. It is good. Um, but it's just good out Sunday, Saturday morning TV. Like, but with a football twist. Yeah. Speaking of which, I have transfer deadline day. We just briefly mentioned it. Yeah. Is it? Is it getting to the point now where we need, should we scrap it? No. No. Still like it? Uh, yeah. It's still. It's, it's still there. It's yeah. just that the. Whoosh, whoosh, stuff that goes on <laughs> this is a breaking news we've seen a guy in a car <laughs> yeah. in london <laughs> the, the funniest one was when your man was doing a deal outside stoke or something norwich is it norwich let's just say uh, a toy was shoved in his face live it starts with a d and it ends with an o yeah <laughs> and takes batteries <laughs> And, and he's there talking next to me. This kid comes out of nowhere, way, all <laughs> over space, and we go straight back to the studio. <laughs> but it was, it, it's, it is good. I like transfer deadline day because anything can possibly happen. Yeah. But it's, it was so hyped up that it, it's kind of flatlined a little bit. Yeah. And if there's not a big deal, then they do try and drag it out and mm. they'll talk about well, Stoke have signed 18 year olds whoever for a good while you know so yes and no I think we expect more from it every year I suppose the only thing for me and it's not even a big deal but I think it's because of the prices maybe that's where that's the only argument I have it's because some of the prices were stupid yeah. but because they have to you have to do it there it's like when Ryanair right at the very last day they can charge whatever they want because mm. they know if you want to get on the flight you have to bloody pay for it yeah. and it's a bit like that in the January one so that's why I was thinking maybe the January one could be scrapped and it's maybe after mid-March go right you can't buy any more players and that's it yeah. and then you would be more realistic pricing but that's yeah. it but it's not a big thing for me but it's just it is getting to that point now where it's going to literally obliterate other clubs yeah. and that romance of Leicester even though that was a freak show 
that romance of that ever happening again is it's, it's practically as good as dead now because they're just so big um, see I don't believe that think so yeah because I don't think that money I don't think the money they all, they all have loads of money mm. I, I do think that if you get the right formula together in a team mm. as the Leicester thing uh, showed now obviously there, there's less of a chance yeah but I think if you get the right formula I mean anything can happen even Spurs could have a chance of winning but I have to say Spurs could have even no but Spurs done their usual nice under the radar Hmm. Nice and tidy. Lucas Moore is a decent player. He is decent, and player. he's one of them players that could be that little shining star in the last year. Like, and for twenty five million, I think it's an excellent business. Where does he fit in, Nick? Don't know really. I'm not crazy familiar with him, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. but he's a winger. Yeah, he's a oh. pacey winger. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got Deli Ali, Eriksson, and Son. I mean, I'd imagine he has to be coming off the bench a lot of the time then wouldn't you think mm. uh, 25 like, million yeah, it's, it's a lot of money I don't yeah. know then, then where do you put them otherwise like, I don't know see one week you think they need it I've said it before I think they need someone with pace anyhow in mm. the team but then again they go out and they beat Man United 2-0 and you say you know they're sh- they're quite competent they're, they're mm. comfortable it was comfortable yeah so which that it, was a great game I will say I think that's more of United losing than it was Spurs, so. Spurs winning probably if they just played really poorly yeah. now as much as I'll, I'll take it it was yeah, great yeah, of jumping course, up and cheering and all uh, but I don't know that was necessarily up to their their play Spurs playing themselves into a win if you get me yeah yeah Arsenal I think had a decent win though great win yesterday uh, Aubameyang yeah. It, do you know what they, they were missing pace up front yeah and, and he's got it in abundance there was two or three times where there was true balls into space and he was on top of it and it just stretches the whole yeah. game for them so they didn't have that before that's going to be a huge positive probably for them probably brought Ozil to life again uh, yeah well do you know and you've got his buddy vegetarian there, there is nothing more that's going to bring you back to life and back to reality in, mm. in football when no one else wants you no, yeah, that's you know, it. not yeah. one team sniffed about them. All mm-hmm. the, the paper talking about Man United and stuff like that. No one wanted them. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm I'm delighted no one wanted them because his attitude was was poor. Uh, so yeah, no, it 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 was it was good to see Arsenal. Mkhitaryan did really really well. Mm-hmm. Ramsey scored a hat trick, so we're bound to see a plane crash with uh, uh, yeah, Conor we, McGregor and we did this early Mayweather doors um, where there's a bit of a thing like of course Ram Ramsey when he scores, somebody famous dies within 24 hours. And it's happened a lot. A lot. So so what do they call that? It's correlation, not corollary or something like that, I think. Jesus, getting a bit fancy here. Getting a bit bit highbrow for me now. Jesus. There's a whole website where it it lists a bunch of those. Like the amount of movies Nicolas Cage makes in a year uh, equates to deaths by bee stings or something. (laughs) 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 This is going to be a feature now every week. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll check the websites or something on the next song and see his three people died because he scored a hat trick yeah. last night. So it was an absolute bloodbath somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. So <laughs> maybe a car crash with Nicolas Cage and two mm. other Hollywood actors or something. Uh, Liverpool. Well, you look at Arsenal. Now Arsenal only spent seven point five million in that transfer yeah, window. Yeah. So they're balancing out the books. Spores are. Yeah, I've always yeah. balanced out the books. Mm, so twenty five yeah. million yeah. is probably decent Liverpool, for them. They're still in Liverpool in the red. balancing out the books. But then you wonder. Do you have to spend a little bit more and be and to push for the league? I suppose what it is, I think all the teams can compete to get the good squad, but it's have you got the two hundred million to get the superstar then? Because you do need it. Mm. The, the year Liverpool could have, would have, should have. We had it in Luis Suarez. Yeah, you know. Um, 
City now have it in two or three of the guys. Yeah. You know, potentially Sanchez could be that guy for United. Mm. Same with Arsenal now with Aubameyang. Maybe. It's been a bit wishful. But Liverpool, can they try out the 100, 150 million? Or would they be willing to do it to try and get that Possibly magic not. man? Possibly not. That's the only difference. Liverpool can have... They have a decent title winning squad, but they need that one or two magic men. And are they able to get in and compete with the guys? In my opinion, no. Yeah. And that's why we have to have that lucky year where a City or United might have that one or two injuries. Look how ordinary United looked last year when Ibrahimovic got yeah. injured. It's a bit that like completely that, changed everything for them. Just because next year with Spurs, Spurs probably they, I mean to have a go. Yeah, if Harry Kane got injured. To have Harry Kane. Yeah, be but, yeah. Yeah. but they haven't got a midfield, centre midfielder who's going to dominate games. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're all slightly missing that one star so, player yeah. who stands out. And I know? think that's what it is for Spurs and Liverpool. And it's like, are we going to be able to kind of, like, there's rumours that Chevrolet who are a big sponsor of United are pushing them going listen we'll bankroll it we, if you want Neymar we'll bankroll it and we'll yeah, go for it yeah. um, and that's coming from sponsors so that doesn't go into the coffers of United like, it's like that's how big it is you get somebody like him the short sales blah 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 you'll make so much money back yeah. and then obviously if he's got the right attitude and stuff like that you've got a magic man who's going to unleash the rest of the team and push them to the next level yeah. so where's AIA at throwing that money out we need them <laughs> <laughs> insurance yeah <laughs> But wasn't he up to something again last night? He was showboating. They're all going. It's literally every week. There's something about Neymar. Yeah. Apparently, done some showboating thing. They were two or three nil up, and everyone's ah, disrespectful. He's bored and this that. Look, see, you can only papers have to, as I said for papers have to put stories out there and, and websites and Facebook pages and stuff like that. Yeah. You'll see them put all, all sorts of stuff out there just to grab attention. Not all of it's true, so. Anyway, we're going to go to the ads. We're going to quickly go through one or two more um, news bits and then we're going to start kind of our first half of our Super Bowl look, we will we? Because obviously we'll come back. Oh, by the way, today, who have we got on the show today? We never actually went through. Well, I, that, Coming up in about 15 minutes. 15 minutes, we have the Irish Ice Hockey Association who are going to come in. And uh, we're really looking forward to this because it's, it's an interesting look on sports. That are, it's actually a very popular sport but and a sport that's around and a sport that's done very well considering they probably get no money no money mm. and, and it's probably a lot of people putting their own time and money into keeping it alive yeah. and potential facilities that have gone potential facilities that were coming and now may not be gone that are gone again yeah, yeah plenty yeah. to talk about very interesting uh, Aaron I apologise if you're listening Aaron Gooley and Ashley Daly are coming in to talk to us. Um, Ashley's involved with the Flying Ducks uh, ice hockey team from Dublin, and obviously right. she's heavily involved in the association. So, listen, we're going to come back with more news and stuff after the after these ads. Good old bit of a uh, hauling out there from uh, Philadelphia. Gotta love them. Um, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are taking on the New England Patriots. Welcome back here to Liffey Sound 96.4 and the big kickoff. I'm here with Nick uh, as Roy's gone down to get the guys from the, uh, the Irish Ice Hockey Association. L I I. Yeah. It's 52. 52, yeah. That's another thing I learned with the Super Bowl. Yeah. L is 50. Yeah. In Roman numerals. Yeah, because see, you it was the Super Bowl L two years ago. I was like, what the hell? What's L? I wouldn't have known that either. But you oh, know, you know, X, V, I, and yeah. M. And yeah. There's an L. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So, LII, Super Bowl LII, 52. Eagles, Pats, obviously Brady going for number six. Mm-hmm. He went into complete playoff mode, obviously, in the last game. Uh, in trouble. 
Oh yeah, and then Brady does what he does. He Brady the hell out of it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's what he does. Is that going to happen again tonight? Yeah, realistically, I don't think it'll be that. As I think it'll be a close. I'm kind of contradicting myself. It'll be a closer game than we think, but it's still. I don't. I don't it's, think you can't be, bet against them, can you? You really can't. No, mm. um, and Belichick. It's not just down to Brady. Yeah, it's like Brady they are. Belichick. Uh, Gronkowski's out of the concussion protocol. He's uh, back. I believe yeah. he's going to be back for the game, uh, or he they. <laughs> He's his go-to guy. Yeah. I think he's the most receptions from Brady. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. He is the yeah. guy. Um, and you have even with Gronk out last, uh, or two weeks ago, rather, uh, that Amendola stepped in big-time mm. wide receiver. So, I mean, they have weapons. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, certainly Belichick. He's just like a, an evil mastermind. Like, he'll figure something out. And the Eagles have their backup quarterback, am I right in saying that? Nick Foles, yeah. Who was it? Is it Went- Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz was their kind of yeah. young, uh, kind of underhand. Yeah. Guy that he, but got. he's come to the fore. He's done well. Yeah. Well, Foles, their backup, was a starter. Yeah. Uh, himself for Philadelphia a few years ago. He was with the LA Rams. He popped around a bit, kind of a journeyman. Yeah. Uh, so he has professional starting experience. Um, it will. There's a few factors that'll come down to. Definitely, it's it's which which Nick Foles will we get? The, yeah. The good guy or the bad guy, kind of, because he has. He can blow up. Flashes of both. Yeah. He's, yeah. He can. He can. It's what guy shows up today. That'll be a big part of it. Uh, and Philly's defense, I think, that's the big. That'll be the big thing. The way, and this is the way the Giants did it in those two Super Bowls, the way you beat Brady is you play smash-mouth football, you hit him, hit him again. He's not an exceptional uh, running quarterback. Um, yeah. He's not scrambling around and all that. That's where you get him. Uh, now, if they can do that, probably not, but I guess that, that, would, be the, that would be what you try to do. Because that's why a lot of people, like, obviously... I know very. Uh, I know little about American football because like, you do watch. And I am an armchair fan, but like you kind of, I trust what the guys are saying on TV. But for for the Super Bowl, one of the big things they always come up with is how important the defense is. Mm-hmm. That's no matter the wins. whole season, yeah. defense is massive in the Super Bowl. Yeah, who would you plumb for the better defense between Eagles and oh, it'd Patriots? Be Philadelphia, big time. So they're well in this game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, regardless, I think the spread. I was looking it up yesterday on. Uh, on a, Stop cer- there for on a, a certain website we won't mention. Stop there for a minute because yeah. one of the guys who I work with seems to know stuff as well. And I always hear about this spread. Please explain. What's the spread? It's, it really just comes down to point favorites by how many points. So like uh. the spread's four and a half. Uh, so that would mean the Patriots are four and a half point favorite to win yeah. the game. So that's kind of how they do. When you see, if you go on some of those evil websites we won't mention, <laughs> if it says... Please like, bet responsibly, everybody. If it says plus or minus, you know, 4.5, that yeah. minus 4.5 would mean Patriots are a favorite by four and a half points. Boy, boy, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yes leads, that leads me on to oh. a, a particular thing. Uh, Paddy Power. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the evilness he, that you were talking about. He should not be named. Speaking of evil. Voldemort. <laughs> they were in... Uh, Minneapolis, and they had a few Irish sayings that they wanted the American people to try and translate. <laughs> and let's have a little listen. Your willies hanging out, or <laughs> Jesus? Jesus? Jesus, I'm in the whores. Uh, you're hungover? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Did you get the shift in coppers? Did you get the shift in coppers? Did you get the shift in Koopas? Did you win your vet? Did you reel that chick? <laughs> Look at the head on your man. Look at the head on your man. Look at the head on your man. Idiot? How do you Idiot? 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 You're an idiot? Culty? Culty. It sounds offensive. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds really offensive. It does. Is it bad? They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. <laughs> 
Jason. <laughs> Jesus, there's a grand old stretch in the evenings. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Like, uh, what do they say in England? Uh, what is, uh... Oh. <laughs> Darn it. You won't be long getting frostbit. You wouldn't be long getting frostbit. If you stand out in the cold too long in Minnesota, you're going to yeah. die. Maybe your willy's hanging out or... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pennies. Thanks, pennies. That's that's what you tell your mom, the girl's mom when you had sex with her. <laughs> the Kriak was 90. The Kriak was 90? The Kriak was 90. Heard of Kriak? The old lady? The crack. In Ireland they say, you know, good crack. Like crack cocaine or is it totally different? I was langered. I was langered. Um, late? Tired? That means he had whiskey dick. (laughs) (laughs) They get it. Yeah. Taxi, does that mean idiot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got it. I just had a moment listening to that going, God, is that what I sound like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what we what's have your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite Irish phrase that you use more than you? I'd probably say crack a fair bit. Yeah. What's crack? Yeah. Have you got a full phrase that you would say every now or Is there something that you just say now as normal because you're here long enough? Yeah, maybe crack like that. I'd, I'd throw in a bit of your man or your one, probably. I, I would... <laughs> Kind of intentionally, even if I think it in my head, go, oh, no, don't, don't. Mm. And if you said it at home when you go back to Chicago or whatever and you slip something in, they go, what, what, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I get grief when I go back home. <laughs> yeah, like, so here I'm the foreigner. Yeah. Sounds weird. And then there I go back and they go, oh, you sound Irish or you sound different or whatever. So I don't, I, I have no home. <laughs> <laughs> the wanderer. <laughs> um, so, yes, going back to, as we were saying, the defense, obviously, mm. offense. I suppose you have to go with Patriots purely because of oh, Brady yeah, and yeah, the yeah. story, regardless yeah. of what else Ed, yeah. you have. The guy is a machine, and as mm. I said, that final quarter in the in the in the championship game was just phenomenal. De- not dead and buried because it's the Patriots, but he literally just pressed the button and just was perfect for if, fifteen minutes. Is he the Roger Federer of American football? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just, um, there'd there'd some, be those guys like a Federer, like a Jordan, Tiger Woods in his day, where. Yeah. Even when they're losing, you can just see something in their eyes. Like, they just turn it on. No, no, no. This isn't happening right now. But I'm just going to be... He's just not faced. Yeah. But, pe- but people sort of count them out and say, listen, he, he's, he's, he's drifting away. Maybe he's not good enough. He's getting long in the tooth and he just keeps... Yeah, he, uh, yeah he's 40 or 41 yeah. years old. Yeah. He's going to be 41. Like Would say. he go if he won this one, do you think? No, I'd say... He's still got another couple of years. A couple of years. Now, there is... there All season long, there's been a bit of... Uh, kind of drama behind the scenes in Boston with, oh, he's not getting along with Belichick and he had his own personal trainer, I think, that they, the okay. team stopped letting him get in. Mm-hmm. And there's Robert Kraft, the owner, so there's a bit of that going on. But I still think when when the money's coming in like that and yeah. you're playing at that high level, no, I, I, another year or two. At least. I'd say. Yeah. Certainly mm-hmm. a year, uh, hopefully two. And then we'll see. So what would you put it? Who would you put down there right now if you had to? Patriots win. Simple. I'll say 24 21. It'll be a close game. Think so? Yeah. And halftime, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Now, who will, come, who will come out that he can pull the top off of again? Yeah. Go, oh, no, 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 no. Throwback. No. Jan- well, Jan- wardrobe Jackson. malfunction. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry. Even yeah. though she had the glitter star yeah. where it should be. Rupert. Just in case. Because everyone Rupert. knows all, all women just wear tearaway tops at all times that you yeah. can just conveniently. And always cover yeah. themselves in glitter properly yeah. stars yeah. just in yeah. case. Yeah. A man. Well, no, I'm not going there. For legal reasons, I was going to say something. Some guy who is very famous for being in trouble a lot with the ladies. I <laughs> nearly went there. Um, so, yeah. In America, 
in the bars it all goes to a different planet today doesn't it oh it would be yeah yeah, yeah. like all big winging contests and stuff beforehand stuff like that be, yeah way more um i'm sure i'm sure the bars and all are packed but yeah for me and and most people i know it would always be parties so you'd always yeah. go to someone's house and you have 20 30 40 people and just food all day and and i always remember an episode of king and queens is can you get such a thing as the sub that's about 10 feet long oh yeah party sub yeah yeah, yeah. it would be the <sighs> ca- places cater for that like so it would be a sub shop and it would but yeah. it's a continuous sub it's not like loads well, of the, subs together think, is it it is a continuous sub i think the bread is kind of a few loaves put together yeah. I, I couldn't imagine how you bake a 10 foot loaf of bread and obviously there's different, different parts of it that are different I'm so <laughs> yeah. oh no it's great yeah yeah. And, and you think there's no way even if you have 30 people here there's no way it's, it's almost like an unofficial holiday over there isn't it really oh it would be it's yeah. a massive it thing would like, be, yeah. There'd be and everyone struggles of, on the Monday a lot of shaky heads tomorrow yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's literally across the board there's no messing it's not kind of east coast west coast it's literally everywhere Everyone, and it's because yeah. it is the sport whatever about obviously be. talking to the hockey guys now coming up in a few minutes in your basketball it, it's football is oh by, even, by it, even ahead of baseball oh big time yeah yeah by a huge like the money like the money there the ratings like the super bowl every year if you look at the highest rated programs in history it yeah be, oh, you might have like the moon landing or kennedy assassination and who are the rumors for um or any good rumors for who are going to be the top ads because this is the big thing as well because within about an hour YouTube and Google will have the top 20 Super Bowl ads because yeah. they yeah. are monster money oh, for yeah. like 30 seconds yeah, it's a couple no, of million isn't it yeah it's a, I think at least a million for, thir- for a 30 second ad it'll always be uh, Budweiser and uh, Pepsi and Coke you see do a lot of the, They'd have the big all the time then there'll be a few other companies thrown but yeah the Thinking back over the years, it's always the Budweiser ads. I always remember as being like the funniest. The, the one with the three frogs. Or the three what was frog, your favorite? The three. There was one with I don't know if it would have aired here. The what? The was up. You know oh yeah, one? the was up. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was always my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I always remember the, the most recent one with Volkswagen. The kid thought he could use the force. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's giving it loud, yeah. and then the dad pressed the button, and yeah. he re- I was like, oh, that's a cute one, but it's actually funny because the, the yeah. little inner Star Wars in us. But anyway, that's all for the Super Bowl for now, because we're going to look into kind of some of the more greater memories and the funnier side of things, and obviously we'll, we'll go back to Later a few predictions show, and stuff. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go to song, and then we're going to have the guys in the Irish, uh, Ice Hockey Association coming up after this. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Now, when you think about Irish sport, ice hockey doesn't jump into the front of your thoughts. But it's certainly a sport with a healthy following and a bright future, especially if the national teams under 12 are anything to go by. We're absolutely delighted to have uh, Irish Ice Hockey Association in the studio with us, uh, Ashleen Daly and... The president, do we stand? <laughs> Aaron Julie? Sure, why not? Well, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, Aaron and uh, Ashley, and welcome to the big kickoff. Listen, Aaron, can I start with you? Can you just give us a brief history of ice hockey in Ireland? Uh, it's not as brief as people would think. Uh, sure, it's been going on since the 70s, I think, more or less. Uh, back in the days with Dolphins Barn and Fibsboro, the yeah. old silver skate, you know, so... Uh, but the association uh, was really formed uh, late 80s in the 90s. Uh, we became official on the international scene uh, in the early 2000s. So, sure, we've been around for, for quite a long time. 
Okay. Uh, but uh, through incremental steps. Who started it up? Do we know? Sure, that's always open to debate. You know, <laughs> everyone everyone puts their hand up when they say they started it. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, <laughs> How did you get? How did you both get into the ice hockey yourselves? Well, I started when I was about twelve in the old silver skate ice rink. Yeah. So I, I used to go down there and skate. And um, at the time, it was Robbie Byrne, um, who's still who's still skating and playing, um, was the coach of a junior team down there. And I was asked to join that, and that's how I started many right. moons ago. Brilliant, Aaron. Um, well, I was born in New York, so I started at four years old, which now puts me uh, past the, f- the four-decade mark in the sport. So I've been, uh, I played over there up to uh, around the university level, and then uh, I moved here 20 years ago, so I've been off and on here since. Off and on here. And when you arrived here, did you instantly seek out See if there was ice hockey, or did it just stumble across it? I kind of stumbled across it. <laughs> sure, that was you know there wasn't social media back then as yeah, there is now, yeah, yeah. so finding things you had to go looking for it as opposed to just instantly finding it. So yeah. I at the time was living in uh, Drumcondra, which I still do, but. I happened to stumble across the silver skate in Fibsboro, and that's how I that's really how it came all kicked up. off. Yeah. Clubs in Ireland, give us a background, just or even in, in, where we are now. What what clubs are in Ireland? Uh, how many is there? Uh, well, on the senior level, uh, we have a team in Dundalk. Uh, there's a team. I suppose they would be more based out of Drogheda, the Hawks. Uh, there's two senior teams in Dublin, the Ducks and the Clovers, yeah. and there is the last one in Kilkenny. And then junior teams, we have three main junior clubs in uh, Dublin, uh, Cork and Kilkenny. Right. And uh, age range, is it, uh, I know the under-12s went away, but is it all the way down to newbies at eights and up to senior? Or? We, we have, yeah. uh, our youngest players are three. Are three? Uh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Ash is the president of the Dublin Ducks. So. Right. So, uh, three years of age. So, what yeah. do you, what do you do with three year olds? Just lot get them on their skates. A lot of fun. A lot of <laughs> snowballs. Not a s- lot of uh, snow angels. <laughs> 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 so, if you fall, it's okay. Just make a snow Absolutely, angel, then get yeah. up and go again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and of course, obviously, there must be a, a, a good contingency of girls and and boys playing. Yeah. Look, both. we we travelled last year to Montreal. Thirty three percent of our team to travel last year with girls oh that's brilliant and with the girls now would they kind of not being kind of potentially sexist but did they start as kind of figure skating and just being on the rink or do they want to get in and get, no, get dirty with uh, the lads we, no yeah we, we we very rarely take them yeah. from figure skating um, we tend to take them we have a good few field hockey players and brilliant. it's a sort of natural progression because roller hockey is quite popular here as well Does, do you get any from that come across we actually play in line as well we're forced to play in line with the lack of yeah. facilities and look the guys love playing the inline games um, so we actually do both we do the ice and inline league I think you'd find as well that girls are just as aggressive as boys up until absolutely usually around the age of 15 when body in ice hockey when body checking starts okay. that's when the girls start to veer off a little bit to just more female hockey but 
from from 15 and under I think the girls are as tough as the boys out there Actually, I only told the story there <laughs> the, the other day about hockey I was uh, my dad who he worked um, the guy who he worked with, he looked after Western Hockey Club here in Lucan and he had to meet him one of the evenings. I was only about 10 or 11 and he says, here, go on in there and get in with the girls and two minutes later, I hand them back the stick and said, no, you're all right. <laughs> it was vicious. And, uh, it just, I was in for two seconds. I was like, get him. And I just swiftly got out and your grand not stand and watch. So yeah, I fully believe that. Yeah. Give him a stick and skate, yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, international team. What sort of international teams do we have going and uh, I suppose, how do they compare? Um, well, I'll let Ash uh, cover, say, for example, the under-12s uh, in Korea. But just an overview for the national team, we have a senior men's team and a senior women's team. Uh, the men's team has just taken up again after a few years off. We were at a, a big tournament, international tournament in Andorra in September. Um very young team but uh, we finished second uh, out of four teams right uh, the women's team will be taking up again this year um, our women's development officer and team manager is taking them to Latvia in May I believe is it May yeah uh, and a few years ago myself and our uh, our player development officer Paul Cummins from Kilkenny put together a, a national junior development program for our under under 18s and below. Yeah. Um, so they've been traveling throughout the world, and Ash was team manager for the under 12s who were in Korea. Oh, yeah, well, that, <laughs> but let's get on to them. The under 12s, I suppose they went to South Korea. First of all, what a great place to go to. So they're le- what an experience. Not many people are going to go to South Korea, especially at 11 or 12 years of age. So uh, an unbelievable experience. But how did that go? And, and when you look at South Korea's, I suppose, facilities over there and stuff like that, is, it a bit, is there a tint of jealousy about what they have over there and, and, and what we don't have? Our, our, our guys are jealous of any patch of ice weather. <laughs> literally. <laughs> A frosty morning. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They're out with the hose trying to make an ice drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, no, the, obviously, when the guys go there, they're they're in international stadiums, yeah. um, look at dressing rooms, all that sort of stuff. So our guys train in pop-up rinks, no dressing rooms. Um, the ice is obviously a lot smaller, so of course there's a there's a not so much a jealousy, more of a I don't want to go home feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want to stay yeah. here, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, look, the guys performed really, really well over there. Um, a lot of people were very taken aback that we don't have facilities um, and that our guys don't get to train um, together regularly. So, I, well, probably three times a year. Um, from a national junior team point of view so they will train separately in their clubs and then come together for international tournaments so uh, what we did take a lot of people by surprise with the level of skill that our mm. guys had and obviously outside Christmas season and winter season when you're talking about pop-up rinks we have to go up north would we pretty much if, if we can get ice time yeah. so the, the, the ice rink up north is fairly uh, booked out most of the year so we'd very rarely be able to get ice time up there so we have to transfer to inline wheels um, to keep the kids keep the kids and going and that's for kids level because yeah. we yeah. have every Saturday night in Dundonald in Belfast but that's 10.15 to half 11 so we use that exclusively for our senior teams in a, in a league that we run with teams in, in Belfast so Unfortunately, the kids 
can't avail of ice time yeah. that late because sure if you're from Dublin even you won't be getting home till close to two in the morning Absolutely. so um, so Korea what, what's what stood out for you I, I, I only seen the I, I actually looked at the team going across and what have you and of course TV3 then I suppose helped out with the publicity yeah. that you, you need uh, when they did well over there but uh, the team look they look very together it does look very a tight unit is the, the fact that these are all working towards one goal even down to under 12 level it, it shows a unity between the whole, a whole lot of you I suppose does it? Well that's one of our main tenants that we've we've put into our, our junior development programme is bringing the kids from the three main junior clubs together and over the past couple of years now instead of playing against each other in these instances they play with each other uh, on a team so you can really start to see now the cohesion amongst the players um, when they travel because as I said they've North America Iceland we've, we have them going everywhere we can um, but certainly when you make a journey as they did to Korea uh, they bond even more uh, and particularly one of our our players from Kilkenny had a few issues uh, I don't know if you saw the video but he was refused not once but twice um, I won't name the airline because I might have to throw in a few expletives with that but uh, he was refused twice like and eventually we got him on the plane and over there so he as an 11 year old uh, went from Dublin to on Korea by himself. Yeah, I say I did see the video, and you and could see the team when he finally showed up at the airport. Yeah. the whole team and staff were there, and you know that's I think kind of shows the bond that these guys have with each other now. And, that, and that's a great. That's what I said. It's, yeah. it, you see team games now. We, we talk about football a lot and Premiership, and obviously there's a lot of big money and all that. But you do yeah. see that it's getting very individualized within a team game. So it's good to have that unity there, and the fact that Jews are bringing other teams together to form a, a kind of a one unit it's, it's great to see and you can see it as I said in the videos um, I think we'll go to a break and we get to the nitty gritty we get to the nitty gritty <laughs> yeah, after the we break we dance around it. Let, <laughs> let the lads get a drink in you're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM uh, Aaron, I suppose it leads us nicely on to hashtag get it sorted. All right, so this is getting banded about now. I mean, this, you, everyone needs something, and this is starting to build a bit of momentum, and it's great to see that it actually is. Uh, where did it come from, and uh, I suppose where is it going? <laughs> Discuss. Um, sure, we, we've been trying for years to get a rink opened or reopened, if you will, uh, in reference to Dundalk Ice Dome. And, you know, we try to go through the proper channels, through Department of Sport, through Sport Ireland, through whomever we can. Uh, and I think we're at a position now with the levels we're at with the game and with potential investors that we can really move forward to get a rink open but you know we're in a a country that is is dominated by the GAA and uh, football and rugby or mm -hmm. you know and everything else is just deemed a minority sport so 
I guess just through a little bit of frustration, the, you know, get it sorted kind of came out and, you know, people I think can relate to that and we're, we're running with it a bit. So the Dundalk Ice Dome closed in 2011? 2010. 2010. Yeah. And obviously there was some success from that, obviously having our own elite thing with the guys getting promoted to Division 2 and I was actually in Dundalk, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't you just do the Division 3 what happened was that solely who was in control of that or what was it just the usual downturn and it wasn't being used other than for yourselves kind of thing or was people like what happened how did it end up closing um, well I'll let Ash get in as well but I think it was just a multitude of of factors you can't just say you know oh it was management's fault or mm-hmm. it was the economy's fault I think it was just kind of just the timing was the perfect storm if you will but uh, for usage wise and, and I'll again let Ash because I wasn't in country at the time uh, from what I understand it was it wasn't for lack of use no, no but in the business side of things because obviously you've been using it for practice and for the delete of but was it kind of losing money because was it was the public not using it as much or what way like what was the biggest factor for it like again as Aaron said I think it was a combination yeah. of stuff I think it was a combination of management a combination of yeah. the, the, the economy and also you have to take into account it was in Dundalk it wasn't in Dublin as well um, so ideally um, for a, a facility we'd really want it in the capital and there's no reason why it couldn't be a success um, in Dublin like was the theory behind Dundalk was it because of the proximity to Belfast and potentially having an Irish version of the Belfast Giants or something or was it just somebody came up with the idea of, well, like where did Dundalk come from originally that I can't tell you because yeah. that was before my time um, I don't think it was set up uh, to rival like the SSE arena up yeah. in Belfast it, it, it just wouldn't have the capacity yeah. um, I think it was more from a recreational um, uh, the college was right beside it to provide extracurricular activities for the college etc and they've taken over because there was a soccer dome and there was a was the ice dome a part of that whole facility or the JJ yeah it's JJB facility yeah. so they I've are connected yeah about three years ago I was going in with work I was going into a shop across the road and I could see it and I was like geez, this is unreal but why is it in the dock in Dublin it would it'd be open 24-7 like they had every sport it was unbelievable I was looking at going why, and plus why do they ever hear about it do you ever hear about it no yeah, it had everything, all the sports, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And um, the JJB, the 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 gym and mm. extracurricular facility side, has has been reopened and is doing right, very yeah. well up there again. And I think Dundalk IT have DKIT yeah, owns it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. But Liffey Valley, what's is that dead in the water now, or is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. sorry, I'm not. All right, moving on. Because that was exciting for all of 10 minutes, and then literally the next week, yeah, it's been scrapped. Look, I think the people, the, I, I think the intention was good and was yeah. there, but I didn't think, I personally don't think they thought it through. I think they just kind of rushed into it and said, sure, we're going to expand the shopping center, put a multi-story car park, and sure, why not an ice rink? You weren't involved in any talks about that? or mm, No. Not a- no. And I think there was an objection to the car park, the... Um, the traffic flow onto yeah, the, the F50. Yeah, yeah. so the... It's already mental as it is now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a Tesco's being built there now on the site that it was proposed yeah. oh that's it. right yeah, yeah and it's a big one too isn't yeah. it yeah. we need another Tesco for sure yeah. <laughs> listen uh, so where does a, a future ice rink fit into your plans what's you know f- 
funding, grants, site, raising money? What's the plans? Um, well, through a lot of hard work, uh, Ash has been very instrumental in, in this as well. We've put together uh, two primary business plans. Uh, we're looking, or we've spoken to Sport Ireland about maybe uh, putting an ice rink, which would be of a size to put a professional team in at Sports Campus in Blanchestown. Okay. Um, that's slow moving as most things are with government bodies, but uh, so we have an investor who's interested in doing that. Uh, that would be about a 3,000 seat arena, which would... Would that be a new arena or would it be one of these where the ring can come into what's already there or and then slip out or is it an, a, an it, additional arena? No, this would be a brand new. Yeah. It would be an arena which could be used for other purposes by just sure. putting flooring, but there would also be an attachment to the building which would be for an inline arena which then could be used for handball, lacrosse, other indoor sports. Uh, and we've also put together a business plan to try to uh, put forth to DKIT to reopen the ice dome. Okay. What would be your number one choice? <laughs> Whichever one we can get open first. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, like spoke like true president. <laughs> so Dublin it is, yeah. <laughs> I think we could do both, to be quite honest. But with yeah, you. realistically, yeah, why not? Well, if you have a professional, like say, let's just use Belfast as an example. They have mm -hmm. two ice rinks up there, the SSC Arena and Dundonald. Yeah. The SS Arena is for the Giants mm -hmm. and some hockey use. Uh, which is a bit limited uh, and that's for legitimate reasons because it's hard to open an arena that size just to put kids on the ice for an hour sure. but uh, so they have that for the professional aspect and then more the the public usage you have the other arena in Dundonald so I don't know why we couldn't do exactly the same and when you're talking about potential professional team would that be to go in to compete in the British League alongside the Giants and, and the yep. guys over the mainland? I've already spoken to the Giants about it and they were ecstatic at the idea of, of having a team in Dublin because yeah. it's instant rivalry. It's Because you know, it is good business up there. It does do quite well and I'm yeah. not saying they're selling out all the time but there's their attendance are a lot more impressive than people would expect. For the English Elite League, yeah, yeah. I think they're one of the top teams yeah. as far as attendance goes, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. So, it's it's a perfect rivalry. Because yeah, yeah, but the, especially for for our guys, and especially if you're saying around three thousand, that's realistic to start with. But then you've got an instant rivalry straight away because that's what it's all about as well. Like to having a local derby, even though it's only up the road, and they would travel as well. I yeah. Presume. Yeah. And would that be kind of like potential development team for the international side? If you were to in, say in Dreamland and it all starts to go into place. As far as no, would it be oh, kind of like the elite Irish players kind of playing against the best of Britain and, and Belfast? Or well, no, to, not, I'm not saying it'd be an unofficial national team, but no, I mean this would be on a professional level. Yeah. So you'd, I suppose, you'd be getting guys from North America yeah. or other parts of mainland Europe. Uh, I certainly know that we could use some of those players on our national team for example I get emails all the time from players in say America or Canada going how can I play for the Irish national team international rules 
say, for example, if you have an Irish passport but you were born in America, mm. you would have to live in the country for two years. So if you have a professional player that wants to play for the national team, as long as he lives here two years, he can. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see that with the Korean team in the Olympics, that <laughs> half their team is uh, not, not quite Korean, you yeah. know? Yeah. Nick, you played ice hockey? No. No? No. Not even on the ponds. Yeah. Was, people couldn't hear it. If people were here to see, I don't exactly have the fitness level or, uh, <laughs> or body type for athletics as much, but uh, I watch, watch a whole lot of ice hockey. Did you ever play in schools or in local rinks? Right no, I mean, a bit of kind of when you're real young, 8, 9, 10, again, in line, probably just in schoolyard kind of uh, PE or just messing around after school, that kind of thing, but not in any kind of organized, organized way, no. So you touched on it with Sports Council and this, that, and the other, and investors. Is it mainly outside money that keeps you guys alive? No, actually, it's inside money. Um, we don't get any, as, from a club point of view, um, none of the clubs get any sort of funding from a government uh, or a sports council. Um, so everything is done through fundraising. Um, so it's literally bagpacking. It's literally selling tickets to event nights. Um, as you can imagine, the equipment is quite expensive. Yeah. We try, from a club and a junior level, we try and keep that cost down. So what we do is a rental scheme on the equipment because, as you know, kids grow out of everything on an annual yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, so kids come in, they rent the gear for like a fraction of the cost of what to buy it, and then they swap it out when they grow out of it. And the benefits for the kids in playing ice hockey, what would you say say there's somebody on the outside going Jesus ice hockey that could be a bit of crack what is the benefits that the guys get from playing ice hockey well it, even in themselves like yeah from a physical point of view it's great exercise the obvious one um, from a team building point of view uh, we, we make our sessions quite fun um, if it's not fun your kids aren't going to come back to training so we, we, we try and cater for we've, we've got 3 to 18 year olds and depending on the age group that's in there we, we could have 3 to 12 year olds training together Um from a, a team building point of view it's quite good because the guys um, ice hockey tends to be in Ireland you have a passion for it or you don't if the kids have a passion for it they tend to be with us for life yeah. um, and they build friendships um, and also from a travel point of view the kids in the club have built friendships with people all over the world now mm. at this stage um, just through the sport and Say America, Canada, obviously the big nations, do you get any help or do you get coaching seminar guys coming over helping as much as you can? Do you kind of have to, do they have a responsibility to kind of help developing nations or is it kind of just by talking to people, can you give us a hand? Or yeah, anyone come yeah we, we're, we're literally just out of a coaching course last weekend where there was 30 of us did level one and two. Yeah. So um, that USA, was USA Hockey. USA Hockey. Yeah. So we had um, Bill and Scott from USA Hockey Head Office uh, come over, do a, a three-day course with us, which was absolutely fantastic. We had a lot of our younger players there, so our, our 16 to 18-year-old bracket, um, because I know like we're not going to be coaching for you know in 30 years time these guys are so yeah. we're getting them started on the the roads so that if, when we do have a rink we have coaches we have teams we have everything ready to basically ready to rock yeah yeah but it is it's an all-action sport and i've been to see the rangers a few times in the new york rangers by the way in case any celtic <laughs> fans they're going crazy I, I said it once in a in a pub in edinburgh there was a couple of canadians i met oh blah blah hockey i said let's go rangers the whole pub just went like it's still a pub there's a rangers fan here and i was like all oh, right this is a catholic pub so and I, and I knew never to do it again but just the sheer sounds of being on the rink and the sounds of the hits and just the sheer speed and the way the puck goes around it's a game that you have to kind of go to it's all well and good on TV because many a time I watch it on yeah. TV and it, 
it is hard even to follow where the puck's going but when you're there and you see the sheer speed of it it's a fantastic game it's a phenomenal game and it is a game that has a place and I'd say even the kids I'd say they love the big hits like I know they're probably not told to do the big hits but they enjoy it when they go to a game <laughs> oh look it's, it's, it's like anything um, they're on YouTube and I'm sure other sports are the same yeah. um, they're watching the big hits <laughs> uh, we're very we, we're very safety conscious in training um Point, but all the kids have an NHL team that they support yeah. and they do have so you wouldn't coach that they... to pull the jersey over the head and no, no, the face right no. Now. <laughs> no, no she, she leaves that up to me <laughs> <laughs> I presume though you'd kind of coach and play more in the international style not the American style of kind of well, goonery and fights and all that kind of stuff I, I'd assume you downplay that a bit well from, from a, a youth pers- point of view it depends on the country. Say in America, you can usually start body checking around 12 years old. We try to leave it till more 15 to really have our kids work more on skill development. Um, but, you know, at the same time, was it two years ago, we had uh, uh, myself and another guy that works with us, Mark, are uh, friends with Brian Burke um, from NHL. He's... Yeah, one of yeah. the top guys and we we got him to come over and meet our people and and have a have a talk but when he was doing a few interviews with um some sports publications you know he said uh, hockey is perfect for the irish you know it's it's fast it's physical uh you can fight and not get thrown out of the game <laughs> uh which is perfect and That's desperate isn't it <laughs> So it's, you know, when you look at sports that the Irish really embrace, you know, GAA, it's, mm. it, that's a very physical game. Mm. Rugby is a very physical game and hockey is most definitely a very physical game. Is there a position that the Irish are better at than, than, than usual? Like any of the guys that play, is it, I know there's only like, what, three forwards and two defence and the, and the goalie, but is there a position that the Irish are a little bit more talented at than than others not particularly not particularly but we tend to be a lot better in close areas so when yeah. the foot goes into the corner we tend to be a lot better because we've got small ice rinks yeah. um, mm. so we tend to be on the puck a lot more here than, than you would on, on the ice um, I suppose where we suffer then is the leg strength because we don't have the size of the ice or, yeah, the, the, the speed um, is where our guys would, would fall down as opposed to the skill the skill um, look we've got guys who practice in their house they've got a ball they've got a stick they're running around the house they're unfortunately breaking some windows sometimes <laughs> and get into trouble for that um, but there's certain things that they can do off ice but the one thing we lack is, is the speed and, on the ice look you know, with kids, even say at the at, the, at football, mm. you know, and my my kids play football, and not hockey, but everyone wants to be the forward. Everyone wants yeah. to score the goal. Yeah. They want to be the Patrick Kane or the yeah. Rick Nash, or yeah. they want to be the guy scoring the goal. And you know, so I think a lot of our players want to be more the offensive player. I grew up playing defense, which is a very unrewarding position because you don't get a lot of the accolades. But but you can beat up on the pretty boy uh, forward. Absolutely, it's absolutely. Self-satisfying yeah, position. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, How long would it take for the goalie to get ready? They seem to have a lot of equipment. Yeah, it takes well from a junior point of view. They'd probably take an extra twenty minutes, so anywhere up up to thirty <laughs> minutes, I'd say, to to get a, a junior goalie ready. That puck's coming at you. Say senior level's probably coming at you ninety, hundred miles an hour. God knows what. 
does, is it kind of one of them things where you get used to it coming at you? Does it hurt, or is the padding that good that you don't, you know it's hit you, but it doesn't? You don't you don't come off a bit battered and brutal. It's one of them. Um, it depends, really. <laughs> I again, as a defenseman, I in my life I've gotten in front of a lot of shots. Uh, Were you one of them who sl- slid down and took it for the team? Yeah, and I could show you some pictures of my face because I don't <laughs> wear a face mask, so I'm minus a few teeth and. Uh, half my nose you know but uh playing like 1940 style <laughs> yeah i wear just a helmet i don't wear a face mask you know but uh it depends if you're prepared for it coming you know how to position yeah. yourself um as an adult sometimes you see the kids you know most of your padding and equipment is on the front part of your body sometimes you see the kids instinctively will start to turn yeah and there's no padding in the back of your body per se and that's where you get hurt the most. Um, but sometimes if you're in front of the net and someone lets off a, a really big shot, your feet might be turned side. I've been hit in the ankles so many times and look, there's never a point in my life where I'm gonna think that I'm used to that. It's still, yeah. it's still it hurts all the same. <laughs> I was just thinking there before when you were talking, kind of going back a bit to the facilities and all. Uh, for the younger kids that wouldn't get to play on ice that much, like obviously you can practice in line with you know formations and, and shots and how to do all the fundamentals. Would they struggle with the actual skating then when it gets to that? Because you really wouldn't have no. much. Ex- and, uh, the skating is, it, I suppose, uh, the edge work and the skating is similar to inline. And yeah. they will have ice practice and they have skating drills when we do have the pop-up rinks. It's the pure leg strength of one one end of a full size ice rink to the other. Absolutely, that's. Um, and they can't practice that because we don't have the facility to practice that on. Even the inline rinks are a lot smaller than, than a full-size ice rink. And it's, it's a quick transition. Last year, our under-15s played at a tournament in Coventry. So for months, they had been doing inline. So for the first game or so, you can still see them kind of doing the inline stride, which yeah. is a little bit different. It's a, bit, a little bit more runny. Uh, like you're running whereas ice is more gliding. kind of gliding and pushing so for the first game or so they worked it out and then they're back to normal so it's a, it's a quick transition but it is obviously is holding the country back in an ice hockey sense that you can get used to that when you get onto ice as you said after maybe a game two games or what have you but then you go back to the same thing again when you're training again and it's 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 stopping the development of players our junior players have been to iceland they came back undefeated um our junior players have been to coventry they've come back undefeated they've been to korea they've beaten korea we've been to our one of our junior clubs has been to america and beaten an american club team um can you imagine what we can do if we actually give these kids facilities? Because yeah, yeah. as you said, it is very suited to us. Uh, like obviously hurling, there's a bit of a background, the physicality of it, the skating side of things, maybe not so much, but that's obviously an essential part of it. But it is something that could be naturally a perfect fit for a lot of Irish kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's a very, it would be a very easy sport for the Irish to understand as well in the way that, say, American football... I'm still sometimes confused about it. Uh, but the rules of ice hockey, the basic rules anyway, are quite simple and would be very similar to a lot of sports that the Irish would be Yeah, I mean, to. say in, in soccer you have offsides. We have offsides in, in ice mm-hmm. hockey. You know, there, there's certain elements that they will easily be able to, to wrap their head around and adjust from one sport to another fairly quickly. Is there anything, just in general, in ice hockey 
that you would change. You hear a lot with football and, and Gaelic football where they have loads of new rules and stuff like that. VAR came into football, the, the assistant referee. Is there anything in ice hockey that you would change, something that irritates you, something that would, would bother you? Or is it just a perfect sport? <laughs> <laughs> It is a perfect sport. Uh, I suppose all sports are, are constantly evolving. If you look at when I played youth hockey to now, it's much different. Um, as I was saying to, to somebody I was speaking with the other day, when I was a kid, coaches treated every kid exactly the same. And generally, it involved a lot of yelling. Yeah, You can't do that so much now. Uh, <laughs> things are a little different. <laughs> Um, but from an Irish point of view, no, I mean, I don't think there's anything that we would change. Uh, sometimes parents get a little excited. Yeah, yeah. You can never heard that, never heard that one, no. <laughs> Moving on from that one, Jesus, that takes up a lot of time. Think, yeah, actually, lot. That's a, that's a, I'm just after thinking there, cause, because in, in, in football, Parents do get excited an awful lot, and now they have designated areas for parents to be in, so they don't actually, I suppose, distract kids from what they're actually supposed to do. Because you'll hear them say, parents will say one thing to a child that a coach may have told them to do the the opposite. So, how do you handle uh, parents? We, we've actually got a code of conduct for parents, believe it or not. Yeah, um, I believe it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's 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 more of a, a prevention tool rather than anything else we haven't had any real major issues we get some overexcited parents shouting at the ref quite a bit yeah um but usually a, a tap on the shoulder and a, a you know sort of a glance will all right okay yeah i'll, yeah. I'll tone it down a bit yeah. um but no we're we're, very, we're actually very fortunate um i think because our parents they know what the kids have to do and what everybody in irish ice hockey has to do to try and keep it going that's their they're some of the best sporting parents in Ireland to be quite honest very dedicated yeah mm. especially for travel yes yeah when we had the when we had the Americans over for the coaching on the Sunday morning we got some ice time in Belfast from 7 to 9 and we needed kids on the ice for demonstrations for the coaches and they were on ice at half 7 so sure they left it half 5 in the morning mm. to get up there so look it's nice for the kids to be in the back copping a few Z's, but it's the parents who are... Yeah. The usual. Yeah. So you have the parents dedicated, you've got the kids dedicated, you have yourselves dedicated. You have absolutely everything bar the facilities. Who Who is helping you? Who, sh who should help you? And who are you asking for help? Um, well, when Ash took the team over to Montreal, they met uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which Leo, is great. Leo's path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great when Justin, uh, when, sorry, Mr. Trudeau came over because uh, he mentioned. He mentioned uh, the, the club twice in his twice. speech oh, uh, while he was over here. So it's, it's great um, when we have the Canadian PM pushing our sport so where our, uh, our T-shirt kind of doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, but we're really trying to hit up with a lot of the politicians, uh, whether it's at a local level all the way up to the most senior levels and just saying we're not asking you for a penny we're, we're really not we have investors who are ready to, yeah. to be involved we just need your help to 
get it over the line. Get that process whether that's moving, yeah. DKI, tape, so to speak. Yeah, whether that's lighting a match under DKIT to say they want to reopen that or Sport Ireland to say, you know, give them a, a, a plot of land at Sports Campus or whether that's a county council somewhere that might have some land that we can construct on. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for, because we, we see it a lot, you said about the GAA. The GAA, in fairness, they've been there for a, a long time. It's been a strong hold in Irish sport. They have got everything, but there is such a variety of, uh, I suppose a variety of cultures now. Yeah. Uh, but also a variety of sports that are prominent in in Irish society now and they need to give that I suppose push to every sport now because I mean there's talent out there we have loads of talent we have as you said we have loads of dedication with parents and kids and stuff like that and if it's a leg up I think I think politicians need to I suppose stop looking at the nonsensical things that they're looking at and, and start looking after the people again and, and, and this is a, a perfect instance of that and Look, when you go, again, uh, I'll use North America as an example. Uh, you have four seasons over there. Uh, here we have a mono season. Yeah. It's light winter and dark winter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but but the, they, they stick with the one sport. So GAA is basically year-round. Soccer yeah. is year-round. Whereas in other countries, the season brings different sports. So kids will move from one sport to yeah. another. Yeah. I through you know talking to Ash and other clubs I try to encourage our kids to play other sports because just playing one sport is is very narrow minded you know from a physical development standpoint playing other sports has many more positives yeah. unfortunately other sports don't see it that way necessarily yeah. I, do, I do think they're coming around. I do think uh, the the multi sport, uh, as you said, on the development of the body. I yeah. do think people are starting to come around to that. Yeah. So uh, you will see any of, the, of probably the top. I go football because football's always been my sport. But the to- a lot of top footballers would have played hurling or would have played Gaelic football or would have been maybe swimmers or something like mm-hmm. that. So they've always had that kind of multi-sport background. Yeah. It does help the body develop in ways that one sport won't because it'll develop different muscles, different uh, reactions, mm. etc. So absolutely. And I think, again, ice hockey, as you said, it is kind of a perfect fit for our natural I won't, I won't say aggression because we're not really aggressive but we're aggressive in, in sport <laughs> you know in sport we have that kind of we know that we do take it's it something we're good at we're in, something in, good at in yeah. the games that we in the play, games that we play naturally like here in, as we are aggressive yeah. in that we're not going to be pushed over yeah. and by the way our fans as you know from international events even our we have a lot of fans that travel when we were in Andorra when we were in America, I mean, how many parents went all the way over to Korea? Was it like 12? Yeah. And we actually they're there waving the flags and cheering yeah. and other countries are looking around going, who are these people and yeah. why are they here? So, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, we, we embrace it on every level. and Especially in Ireland, we jump on any sport where we're doing well. Yeah. Because we're desperate for success at an international level and this could be the next one especially because I do remember it actually was getting a bit of back page well a couple of pages into the back page <laughs> but when they did get promoted into division yeah. two there was notice and it just goes to show you so but you, and this you is at, when we you, had facilities were you, were you at the game when they got apologies I wasn't no because no. you can see it on YouTube yeah. uh, it was a shootout against Luxembourg and yeah. you know there was about 1100 people there and Packed, the, yeah. it, was, it was mental yeah. and 
yeah, we got promoted. And this is, again, from a country that had only, I mean, Dundalk had only been open. Eight years, I think, at that stage. Yeah. Or five, five to eight years. Yeah, it was only a few years at that point. So if we had one yeah, person. there. Yeah, look, if we have a permanent ice rink, I can, I can guarantee you in a few years we'll be, we'll be moving up. Yeah. Well, listen, Ashling and Aaron, it's been a pleasure having you in. Uh, anything we can do for the Irish Ice Hockey Association, we'll happily do it. Uh, I think, again, Leo and politicians out there, uh, hashtag gotta get us sorted. But it's not just an ice hockey. I said we, we look at all sorts of different sports. We look at boxing clubs who have to fund themselves. A lot of sporting associations are just left to their own devices, mm. while I suppose builders can, can are, are propped up and uh, that merry-go-round <laughs> is it's probably killing the country. And we're and, and people like yourselves who have to be given huge amount of credit are keeping society, I suppose, in Ireland and kids uh, on the straight and narrow and in, going in the right places and. Of course, we can raise the talent and and maybe go a, a step level or a higher step. Olympics, something. With the Winter Olympics, game, yeah. Have something to watch and cheer on. Something. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Instead of sending five over, maybe we'll have a whole team <laughs> going over. So, listen. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon again. I thanks. hope so. Thank thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. that was a uh, gossip with listen up so listen up super bowl sunday we're going to finish off with it eagles patriots as per usual half 11 kickoff yeah, coverage i think starts on sky at 10 i think bbc have it as well yeah i would. think so so if you want to watch bbc whose coverage is just good and, and then the bbc's no coverage is quite good actually, and there's no adverts yeah so yeah. it's constant yeah. football for which is the one time I, I know they wouldn't for obvious reasons but with the big thing we talked about before with all the ads in the States. I'd yeah. love it if they did show the ads. Like, it's the one time where I go, no, don't, don't go to the studio. <laughs> pull the ads in. <laughs> so, what's your plan for the game? Uh, what's your menu it. of choice? Watch it. I haven't totally decided yet. I'm going to go to the shops probably now. Yeah. Uh, pick up some things. I don't know if I, given that I was saying I want to get up for the Spurs game and then go back to bed and then get up <laughs> for the football. Uh, I don't know that I'll bother with something. Normally, I'd put something in a slow cooker or go all day and do, you know, a pulled chicken, pulled pork or something like that. But I might uh, mm. might just get a load of pizzas, maybe make some nachos. What's your hot sauce of choice? Oh, Frank's. All the it's way. always Frank's, yeah. Nothing else. Frank's, can't be yeah, Frank's. You're not getting Frank's. into this shiraka that everyone's uh, getting I, into. No, I like that. I, would, yeah. I have it at home. And the odd time, you know, you mix things up, but Frank's is where the heart is. Always. <laughs> so Nick had a song. Yeah, uh, we're a bit short and I couldn't get it up so what I'll do is I'll put a link up as soon as I get home yeah. it's do you know the way we have FA Cup final songs yeah yeah. Nick finally so found one it is the Super Bowl shuffle so in uh, <laughs> I'll put the link up when we 1985 after the 1985 season so in February 86 the Chicago Bears the most important team in the world <laughs> won the Super Bowl uh, for the they haven't won it since and the about, curse of the Super Bowl yeah. shuffle, isn't it? About two months. Talk about Sexton earlier with the guts on him and not caring and the confidence. Two months before the Super Bowl. So they still had to win a couple of playoff games to even get there. The whole team for charity put out a song called the Super Bowl Shuffle. And it's 
the best song ever written by anyone. Now, when you say the best song, is this is it so brilliantly bad? It's, it's awesome. It's them rapping in that way of like, it would be on par of we'd see in school as kids, like some <laughs> old white guys rapping about don't do drugs kind of thing, like way out of touch, no musical talent with anyone. And they all, all the players themselves come in and take a verse about, oh, I'm, I love dancing. I love running the football. <laughs> the I love this shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen a bit of a clip. That's the course. I'll put it up literally as soon at home. I'll put it. It's called Super Bowl Shuffle. It's brilliantly bad. The chorus is, we're not here to cause no trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. (laughs) And we leave it at that. So, Shano, who's going to win? The Eagles, because that's the song we're going to play last. Nicholas, Patriots. Uh, I'd love to see the Eagles do it, but uh, the brain is kicking in, and I'm going to go Brady all the way, as usual. Okay, listen, Nick, thanks very much for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Dave, as always, and uh, life in the fast lane. Life in the fast lane for the Eagles. Enjoy your day. Have a good one.